Welcome to this episode of Talking Rotary. I'm Peter Tong, and I'm a member of the Rotary Club of Winnipeg, Charleswood. And I am Andy Kwasnika, past president and also a member of the Rotary Club of Winnipeg, Charleswood. We are so happy you have joined us. Peter and I are so excited for this new podcast and thankful to our many listeners. Let's start talking Rotary. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Talking Rotary. I'm Peter Targ, and I'm here with Shinyere Amafule, and she's in Maryland in the United States. Hi my friend, how are you? Great, great Peter. Great, great to see you today and uh, be part of the show. I appreciate that very much. Now for our listeners around the world, can you explain to them where you are? You're great. I am located in District 7620 here in Maryland, covering um, D.C. and northern uh, uh, parts of Northern Virginia. I uh, am located in Silver Spring, Maryland, just outside of the Washington, D.C., our nation's capital here in the United States. Fantastic. And do lots of people live in, in that area and then commute into the capital, or is it too far for that? It's not too far, I would say. Uh, it's about maybe 10 miles or less from um, D.C. where I am residing. And our district um, goes all the way to uh, southern Maryland, and okay. as well as central Maryland as well. Okay. Tell me a little bit about your Rotary Club and what they like to do. Well, I'm a member of the Rotary Club of Potomac Bethesda located uh, in the Potomac uh, area of Maryland. And I always say, I, I get a chuckle on this, but I always say I am as old as the club. Literally, okay. <laughs> literally uh, the club was uh, founded in August of 80, 1980. Okay. And it has a long history of serving um, here, in the, here in this part of Maryland. Our projects, um, have covered areas of education, uh, both domestically and internationally. Um, most recently, now that I've mentioned internationally, uh, we have efforts in the countries of Haiti, longstanding efforts, as, as well as in Ethiopia, and mm-hmm. as well as uh, Belize. And um, you know, the unique part of that is that we have club membership tied uh, uh, mm. to those countries, uh, whether uh, professionally or personally um, in a familial connection. Okay. So is that how you sort of, the club sort of chose the countries that they were going to work in? or? Well, I, I would say that certainly influenced the decision because those folks have ground level connections sure. um, and they are also you know traveling um, back and forth to those countries so they really get to see the execution um, of the club's efforts all right I want to talk about that a little bit because Haiti is fascinating to me because there's so much work to do there but before we go there 
Tell me a little bit about your journey to Rotary. How did you end up being a Rotarian? Uh, many years ago, while I was in college, um, I met a, a family in the town that I was studying in. And I was traveling to uh, for spring break to the Chicago area. And at that time, they asked me, could I, you know, deliver a package to their relative? And certainly I did. I said, oh, sure. Just give me the address. Right. <laughs> well, I didn't know the address was going to be R.I. Instead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I uh, go there and the person says, oh, well, do you have a moment? You know, let me tell you about Rotary. I believe he was an accountant there at that time for Rotary. Right. And we're talking about over 20 20 plus years ago. Okay. okay. Yeah. And that's when I learned about Rotary. And I said, well, you know, at some point I would like to get involved and engaged um, into Rotary. And so while in grad school in um, Ohio, I heard about um, a Rotarian trying to start a um, Rotaractor club at the university. Right. At that time, I really could not get engaged because of this busy grad school schedule. I hear you. But when I relocated to Montgomery, Alabama, I was given the opportunity through a fellowship to get involved in service. Right. Certainly, uh, Rotary was uh, the choice, the pick to get involved there in Montgomery, Alabama. And... uh... And now you're in the D.C. area. Are you going to be there for a while? You've been in lots of places. Have you sort of settled in the D.C. area? or? Yes, yes. This is, you know, for all purposes, this is a home. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you always have your place where you come from. But um, for all purposes, this is home. And my club is home. And um, really over the years, uh, not only, you know, has it been great to engage um, and projects um, within this district or Rotary Club, the members have become like family. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's nice to have those supports too. So that that's great, as you say. Everybody has a has a different path, but it's interesting. You kind of started at the top and weaved your way through to find a place, right? Yes. Unknowingly, yes. <laughs> but that's cool. Um, so let's let's go back a little bit and and talk about the work that your club is doing in Haiti because that's uh, there's got to be a lot to do there. Yes. So over the years, um, the club has been supporting uh, a school there in Haiti, right? Um, and it's been around um, the different areas of service, um, which have included um, water and sanitation. Uh, also, any other grassroots efforts that might be needed around um, addressing um, food and hunger, but really the school is the central point uh, part of support uh, for Katie there. Okay, so um, did did you help build the school? Are you providing supplies for the school? What's sort of the scope of the of the project? Okay, so what I should say, um, I know since I've been a member of the club since 09, 
Okay. I think the relationship goes further back. All right. And so I have to kind of give you the perspective. Since then, there's been, you know, some environmental um, situations with the earthquakes and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So um, initially, you know, we, from I'm saying from my standpoint of 09, there was a latrine project to install um, bath, you know, bathrooms at the school. We wouldn't have to um, leave and come back. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the building suffered uh, infrastructure challenges, right? Um, And so um, at that point, you know, we looked at, but you know what was the greatest need um, at the and food has been one of them as well. Right. Um, as far as actually supporting book having having shipments of books, we have not done that um, as a club. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we have uh, tried to support outside of uh, maybe because not necessarily rebuilding the school, but the tools and the supplies to support the rebuilding. Right, okay. That makes a lot of sense. I'll I'll just, in a Rotary Club that I was involved in a number of years ago, one of the things that we used to do is we used to to ship a container of books to, to a school in Ghana, okay? But the interesting part is we... We made arrangements that we we didn't lease the container or rent the container. We bought the container because typically what happens is the container went there full of books, and once it arrived, somebody turned the container into a home. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that wasn't that wasn't our 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 sort of plan that we were going to send container homes, but we've learned very quickly that the container was being reused, so we always made sure that we didn't need to get it back. <laughs> yes, yes. And, um, I know on the Bailey's project that we support um, through a partnership with um, Believe in Belize, yes. the um, Foundation, he's been able to partner with some clubs out in Ohio. Okay. Uh, with the... Uh, to help defray the cost of shipments of right. that we've been able to ship um, old, um, not, I want to say old, mo- gently used monitors right. uh, that can be used for learning in classrooms. Oh, that's fantastic. That's really helpful. And uh, and you said that that in 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 the countries that your club has been doing work, there's some family or some personal connections typically to those countries. Yes, that Come, is. Tell me a little bit about that. How does how does that help aid those projects? I guess is what I'm asking. Well, I uh, think that um, there, it helps because they build connections on ground, not only. Um, in those particular communities, but also through other Rotary clubs in mm-hmm. the area and Rotarians in the area that might, you know, be interested in supporting the efforts on ground when they're not not there, right? Sure. Also, 
I think it helps with the sustainability of the projects because these are not, you know, like one year focus uh, projects. This are pri priority um, over now we can speak of decades. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, you've had some of these relationships for decades, right? For decades. So uh, certainly uh, it also helps address when there needs to be a new direction because there are needs that come up and we all have been experiencing a redirection in the, in the pandemic. Right. Sure. Right. So, um, I think, uh, having that connection to those, uh, countries and, um, on ground support, um, from Rotarians in those countries, as well as the Rotarians in my club going there. Sure. And it's interesting that, that you say that we've all kind of readjusted from the from the pandemic. How has the pandemic impacted your rotary life? Yes, yes. Um, our club uh, was able, after some time, to pivot to online. Mm -hmm. And we had to because our meeting place was um, closed for an extended period of time. Right as well as some of the projects, domestic projects, um, with one of the uh, food warehouses that um, have been involved in. We used to physically go in and help pack boxes um, for donations once a month. Mm -hmm. And we can no longer do that, right? But the right. food, uh, to dress food insecurity um, still remains. And so as a club, we continue to discuss like, well, now that we can't physically go in because of organizational limitation, mm -hmm. I might, what, what will that look like? You know, like our dictionary project, we couldn't go into the schools. And so now we're in this whole repivot, you know, how do we operate in this quasi world between virtual and trying to, to make a on-ground impact in the community where we are located. Possibilities are all around us. We see potential in unexpected places. And when we share our knowledge, vision, and connections, we turn great ideas into action. Together, we can make real change happen. We're Rotary. We are people of action. Get involved today at rotary.org/action. Absolutely, and I'm I I don't know that my view is a popular one, but I believe that the pandemic and the use of being online and virtual and all that has opened up a whole new world for Rotary. This podcast wouldn't exist if I didn't do it over Zoom. That's true. Right? And, and things like that. So I mean, I, when I when I when I say things like that, some of my fellow Rotarians may screw up their faces. But I love I love the fact that we've had to had to shift and learn new ways of doing things. All part of reinvention um, <laughs> is part of sustainability. Absolutely, I think that I think that's a that's a very good point because cer certainly in the in the projects that you've done, particularly in the international projects, you have to adapt, 
right? You're supporting a school, and then all of a sudden there's an earthquake, as you were telling me, right? You're going to have to adapt. Now, tell me a little bit about your local one of your local projects, the Dictionary Project. So for a number of years, uh, we have uh, delivered dictionaries. We like to call it a little more than a dictionary because it's almost like a almanac a little bit in the right. that um, uh, dictionary. And we would try to target at least delivering to 10 to 15 schools within the district um, in the past. And so it was always fun to, you know, engage uh, with the third graders. We would deliver it to third graders across the district. <laughs> it was something that the, even the teachers kind of looked forward to because they would host a club assembly. It wouldn't be just oh, really? dropping off the books. We would actually could uh, engage with them, ask them questions. Uh, and they had a lot of fun, you know. Uh, engaging with uh, the club members. I I think I think that's amazing. I could because I think a, a dictionary or an almanac is such a great gift. It opens up the world, not you know, to so many things. I mean, words words are powerful, right? Yes. <laughs> and what a great thing! Not not just for the kids that get the books, but they then take the book home too, right? So, and and make the new discoveries. Yeah, I think I love projects. I love projects like that, and I love, as you say, to be able to engage with with the with the young people in your community. That's uh, that's really, um, really fantastic. Now, I'm I'm going to ask you a question that's maybe a little bit unfair, but I'm I just I just have a feeling that you have lots of things you would like to do in Rotary. If if I if I gave you the opportunity to take Rotary or your Rotary Club to any place you could, what would you love to do? If I could take the, our whole club. You see what I'm saying? If the, what, what's the burning thing that you want to do in Rotary that, if you had a chance? Let's say it that way. I uh, think um, what I would love to do is really work on a clinic related project um, in a area that does not uh, have access to care. That is mm -hmm. maybe like a remote rural area, but it would be nice if I could dedicate, you know, 100% of my working hours yeah. to it effort like that. I think that would be fantastic because I know there's certainly a need. There's needs internationally and I know there's there's needs in Canada and the United States too in remote areas that need that need care. I mean I think that would be be uh, that would be a very admirable thing to do. Well as I say I just I had this feeling in our discussion that there's lots that you would like to do so I want I wanted to ask. Yeah. And I was like I'm glad you could you could uh, share that with me. That's really, that's really quite neat. Talking Rotary is a proud supporter of Shelterbox, which is an international disaster relief charity that hand delivers the emergency shelter and tools families need to self-recover 
after natural disasters and conflicts around the world. Shelterbox is proud to be Rotary International's project partner in disaster relief, further strengthening a global circle of friendship. Together, Shelterbox and Rotary are transforming despair into hope for families after disaster. Learn more by visiting shelterboxcanada.org. Well, uh, one thing I would certainly like to talk about you, um, you know, besides um, your, your interest in getting involved with the podcast, uh, what are some of your activities within the Rotary uh, as well? And what does that look like uh, a year from now? Oh, interesting. Okay, well, I I can I can say this. I mean, there's there's lots I love about Rotary, but I think my two main areas of interest is I love international projects, which is why it was fun to talk to you about those. And um, in I used to live in a different part of the country. In that club, we did a lot of work in Ghana. We did a lot of water wells and medical clinics that you talked about. We did those. We did those in, in in Ghana, and those were great. And what was nice about that at that time is we'd already built good relationships with a number of Rotary clubs in Ghana and with some local people on the ground. So when we went to work there, we knew we could safely work there and do the work. I never went. I was the paperwork guy. I did all the granting and all that and stayed in Canada, but others, other fine Rotarians went and did a lot of the, the physical work, but they knew that they could work there safely and it would get done. And then the, we knew the projects would be sustained. And again, in my in my Rotary Clubs in this area, we've done a number of projects like water wells and things like that internationally. So I, I, I love the international work. And I think um, Two, two other things that I really like sort of more recently in Rotary is the, is the new area of focus for the environment. That's, that's really important to me. I'm, I'm be honest, I'm sort of a latecomer to, to the environmental movement, but I think Rotary has so much power to help move that along. And my, my Rotary club here does something very unique. We're, we're the trustees of an urban forest. And the urban forest has hiking trails through it and lots of stuff. And we've done tree planting projects. And we've done, uh, last year, uh, we did, for the first time, we did a pollinator garden so we could bring the butterflies into the forest. And that was a, that was a great deal of fun. And, and I love those. And the other thing that's sort of really recent to, to Rotary that, I, that I'm passionate about is uh, the new focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion. I'm a, I'm a person that has a physical disability, so to see Rotary bring that along the path, I mean, I'm, I think they were a little bit late coming to the table with that, but now they've stepped fully up board and our, our new president, who I'm proudly to say is a Canadian, Jennifer Jones, is very much about DEI, so um, I'm I'm sort of pleased to move those goals forward. We're working currently um, with my home Rotary Club to create a virtual Rotary Club that will allow people with physical limitations and things like that to participate in Rotary without 
worrying about going to a weekly meeting and things like that. So that's just one example of that. Very, very passionate about that. Yes, yes. And that will have a powerful impact, especially reaching um, other groups of people that might not, you know, have had opportunities to engage in service activities. Uh, exactly. And in, in, in the area world... That, that I live, we have very severe winters. I like going to my Rotary Club virtually because I don't have to get myself there in the middle of a snowstorm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> you know, so uh, so I'm hoping that we can do we can do more of that work, work and open open the Rotary world up to to more folks because I think that that's so that's sort of where I come from in the Rotary world, those are the three things that I like to spend most of my energy on. And uh, that's kind of fun. Um, so I only have one standard question in the podcast. Okay. And, and that is, you could be spending your time and your energy and your resources on lots of things. Why Rotary International? Because it's a demonstrated collective impact that has really uh, changed um, lives, um, not just domestically, but globally, I believe, mm. um, in Rotary's um, mission. I, you know, I see uh, what it says on your uh, screen, back screen, you know, we are a people of action. Mm -hmm. And we have responded, you know, to many of the challenges of the world that sometimes often folks might forget about, you know, mm -hmm. um, when the flashlight might be on an issue um, for a moment, Rotary doesn't forget about it. Right. It's there, Rotarians are there for the long haul. Polio being a great example of that, huh? Well, the polio. Yeah. Polio. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That, that is uh, one of the greatest efforts. Yeah, and it's been it's been long term, but we've been there the whole way. So that's, I think I think you're exactly right, Senora. This has been a great conversation. Thank you so much. I appreciate hearing about you and about your uh, your rotary life. I Thank you so much for joining us on another great episode of Talking Rotary. We would love to hear from you. Please send us your comments and story ideas, and you can share with us easily by sending us an email at feedback at talkingrotary.org. Let's keep talking Rotary.